0: We are learning Dath, Ay, and Hay. We're starting from uh, a few lines down here. Uh, five, lines by, five lines down by the end of the line. So what are we talking about? We were talking yesterday about whether or not Zika is treated like marriage. And Rabbi Akiva came along with a very strong position. Rabbi Akiva's position was that Zika is never like marriage. And even if you do Mimer, it's not treated like marriage. So therefore the Aris is never able to, um, to be made for the Nadarm. This was the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. So when Rabbi Akiva made his point, he said, just for all other matters, we see that it's true that Zika is not treated like marriage. So for Nadarim, add it to the list in the sense that it's not going to be treated like marriage. He wants to know what is he referring to that in regard to other matters, Zika is not treated like marriage. So Nadarim is like that also. What is he referring to? This is what he's referring to. Don't you agree that let's say the Shomer has adultery. Uh, with someone after Maimer was done. So now Maimer was done, so now she's married legally to the Ya'afam, and then she goes ahead and she's an adulteress, and she has Bia with somebody else. What's the halacha? What's the penalty? Don't you agree that the penalty is not stoning? And what he's trying to contrast is that the penalty for a regular Naimur Rasa after Kedushin, when she has Bia Halacha is that Nair Marasa is Biskila. It's interesting. It's one of those things that is actually more severe when she's uh, after Aresin than after Nasun. After Nasun it's only chenek, which is less of a, uh, less severe of a, of a death sentence. But after Aresin, it's more chamer and there's Kila. At any rate, we're making a contrast. We're saying a regular after, after Aresin, there's Kila for, for adultery. But don't you agree that after, after Mimer, there's no death sentence for adultery? So you see that after Mimer is not as strong. Now, the question is, what Tosis discusses is it, what, what, in fact, would Rebbe Lutzer say back? We learned yesterday Rebbe Lutzer holds Mimer maybe is Konakin Gamer. If Mimer is Konakini Gummer, maybe there is a death sentence that's like that. But Al-Khufan Rebbe Akiva might be speaking from his own perspective, or Mimer is not Konakin Gamer. And then he's saying, he's saying, look, if Mimer is not Konakini gamer, then certainly that's the halacha. There's no way, there's no way that you're, um, that you're, that there's a death sentence for some, for, the, for an adulteress after Mimer, so you clearly see it's not Konakin Gummer. Now the Gemara says in The Mishnah also in the language we see is like that. In other words, that Rabbi Akiva is coming from the, the death penalty because he says in The language was Yivama is not completely acquired to her husband in the same way, and Arusa is completely acquired. So, in what way is an Arusa completely acquired? What is Rabbi Akiva referencing that Arusa is completely acquired? Actually, most halakhas in Arusa is not completely acquired. Normally, we say it's only after Nesuin that a woman is completely acquired. The one thing where we say in Arusa is completely acquired to her husband is in. Regard to how far is regard to the death sentence if she's Mizana. So that must be where, where keep is coming off, and he's saying after Arusa, the Prat of Afarz Nadarim, it comes because it's a full fledged acquisition, in the sense that if she does an adultery, then she's she's killed. in after uh, the Abrus, the, the does not have that, and therefore the, he cannot be made for Nadarim. Okay, now we move on to a new point here in the Mishnah. Um, Somebody says to his wife, All Nedarim that you will make from when I leave here until I return should be confirmed. So in other words, his wife has not made the Nedarim. But he's saying that I want to be Mekhaim your Nedarim. I want to confirm your Nedarim before you've even said them. So the Mishnah says, You haven't said anything. There's no way to confirm a Nedar. Logically, there's no way to confirm a nether before it has been made. Again, hakama, confirmation, is what's going to establish it, that there cannot become annulled at a later point. And the Mishnah is saying, and this is completely based upon logic, there's no way that a person is able to confirm something which is not existent yet. However, what about the opposite? Let's say he says, I want to revoke your nadarim before you make them. So again, he, they, she, hasn't been, she hasn't made them yet. So could you be made for nadarim that aren't yet even made? Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Rabbi Lazar says they are revoked. He, he, he's saying this a chilak, even though another cannot be confirmed in advance, but it could be revoked in advance. That's Rabbi Lazar's opinion. They say, just like you cannot confirm in advance, so do you cannot revoke in advance. So Rabbi Lazar comes along with a Kabbalah ha'imar. Amar Rabbi Lazar, um, made from the dharm, khal Once the Nadam were already made, and they've already be- become effective, and they're in a state of Yisr, meaning that they're binding on the Isha. Nonetheless, the Halacha is... That he can be made for Nadarim and remove them. So even though they're already here and they're assering, they can be removed. So all the more so, <clears throat> there should be a power to be made for Nadarim that haven't yet come into effect. In other words, the sense of logic here is that to remove something already in effect is more difficult than to stop or to withhold or remove something which has not yet been in effect. So therefore in Svara it makes sense that if you can be made for Nadharm that's already in effect, we should make a Kavahoma that you're certainly empowered to revoke the Nadam that have not yet been that have not yet been made. That's the basis for uh for, for Rabbi Lezer's statement. Now, this this is all about Hafara, but this doesn't help us. For confirmation, because by confirmation the logic is opposite. It's easier to confirm something which is already here than to confirm something which is not yet here. So that's why Rabbi Lassar is being machalic, he's splitting hafar and hakama. by hakama, where logic is that it's easier to confirm something which is already here than something which is not. So we say you can o- so we say you can only be making after the nether has been made, not before it's made. But by hafar, where it's easier to remove something before it is made. Then we say, if the Torah gave the husband the power to remove something after it's been made, all the more so <coughs> we assume he has the power to remove it before it is made. That is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. So, Amrullah, the Chacham disagree. They say, Haray, Omar, what does the Pasuk say? Shah, that the husband confirms or revokes the vow. So we see a hackish in the Pasuk. The Torah is, is putting together, it's just, it's, it is juxtaposing the Koyach HaFarah with the Koyach HaKamah. So we dash in his vows. Eshe, balaklal Hakeim, balaklal hafe. When a vow comes and it's possible to confirm it, then it's also possible to remove it. However, a vow that is not yet subject to the din of hakama, It's also not subject to the din of hafar. Meaning, it's Xeris If You're right. Logically, it seems like in the Mishnah it sounds like it's a logical dispute. We'll see in the Gemara. It might not, it, it, it's a, I'm sorry. In the Mishnah it sounds like it's not a logical dispute, but it's Xeris HaKosuf that the Chachamim are coming at with Rabbi Lazar. and the Gemara we'll see there might also be a logical element to the dispute. But here in the Mishnah what the Chachamim are saying are it's You can only be made for what you're able to be making. So if you agree, you can't be making it before it's. A Around, then you have to agree that you cannot be um, made for it as well. So it sounds like Rabbi Lazar was saying, as far as if you can be made for what's there afterwards, certainly you can be made for what's there before. The Chachamim are saying back, no, you're forced with the power, you're, look, you're forced to look at it with Ixeris HaKasim, you can only be made for what you can be making. Says the Gemara, Bailu, the Gemara declares a very lumda Sheshal and Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lezer, you could be made from a darm that haven't yet been made. So, how does the hafar, what's the mechanism? How does it work? The Rabbi Mechal Chalin Ubataylin. Is it the pshat that the nether is Chal, but then immediately it goes away? Or is the pshat that the hafar stops the whole Chalais of the nether? Is it the pshat that it, that, that it doesn't prevent it from taking effect, but it revokes it immediately once it goes in effect? Or is it the pshat that it removes the ability for it to take effect. In other words, it stops it from ever, from ever being chal. Might what practical difference? Either way, whether it's chal and goes away or it's not chal at all, what's the difference? Go to Atav, the practical difference is someone else links their vow to this vow of the wife, meaning the husband revoked the future vow, but some, the wife said she's going to be whatever, an zero. and someone else says, I am like her. If, the, if it takes effect for one moment and then it is revoked, have it to, have it to we say that, that it is a, a valid way of making a visa. We say that the other person's vow is effective. Because the wife's statement didn't make her an aziris, even if it was only for one moment. So therefore, when the second person said, I'm like her, it's effective. So we're saying a very interesting, interesting lamdas that, that if it's chal and then it goes away, so momentarily she wasn't a zero. So if somebody else says I am like her, so then there's what to be in, and therefore it would be hal. But yam alohan, if you say that the wife's vows never took effect, we can and then nothing happened. And therefore, when the second person said I am also like you, so nothing takes effect. So my what is the halacha? So that's why we want an shot in and Rabbi Lezer. Is it Pshad is not Chal at all, or is it Chal and it just goes away? Tashma, we see from the Mishnah. Amar Belazer. what was the language? He says, if you can be made from a Dharm that already became Asr, can you be made from a Dharm that have not yet become Asr? Shema, and clearly the Vardis are not taking effect, meaning, what's the language? The language is you can be made from the darm that didn't come into that didn't come into effect. So if you think about it, what he, the gemara is saying is, is first of all in the language, but also in the taichan of the kavalheimer. The kavachomer is that you can remove something that's not in effect easier than you can remove something that's already in effect. So if the Pshad is that that far is stopping it from taking effect, that's the kavachomer. It's easier to stop it's to prevent it from being chal than it is to remove it once it's chal. But 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 if you say that in this approach also it's going to be chal and it's going to be removed, so it's the same thing. In both cases, it's taking effect then it's removed. So then what's the kavachomer? So the Quran says, Mikitani Did the Mishnah say that they never become Asr. Shalobo. It says that they have not yet become Aser, dain meaning they're not yet Aser, but they eventually will become Asr. The Kawakhimir that Rebbe Letzer is saying <coughs> is as follows. If you can make the mice, you can make the afar in something which has already taken effect. Certainly you can make the mice in something which is not yet here. Of course, the mice afar will play out, that therefore it takes effect and goes away. But the point is. At the Maïs HaFarah, the time that you're making ha'afara, it's before it's in effect. So, yes, it's true that the mechanism of the Maïs HaFarah on the Nether that has not yet taken effect is that the Nether will go in effect and then immediately be removed. That's true. But, but ultimately, the Maïs is before the Nether is here. So, the Maïs is before the Nether is here, but the effect will be that the Nether will be Chau and then it will be immediately removed says tashma let's look at a proof from the price. i'm rabbi let's think about it someone owns nidar If somebody makes a nether can you just take away your nether on your own after you vow you can't right you need a very formal thing how 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 you do Atar's nidar without a very formal way of doing Atar's nidar of going to the chacham or the base, and you can't just take away your own nadar once they're there. Nonetheless, before you've taken a vow, you can cancel your ability to make a future nether. This is what we, we learned back at Adav Gimo Gimel, that if somebody is afraid they're going to make a nether in the future, so they can actually stop the nether from being chal, because they can say, any nether that I'm going to make shouldn't be chal. And that's what we spoke about. Maybe that's what we're doing by kol Nidre, Maybe that's not what we're doing by Chalcham Gimel. But upon him, there's definitely such a power, a person has the capacity to block future nadar. So now, a regular person, after they make an eddy, they can't take away the nether by themselves. Nonetheless, they can block their future him So here that we're talking about a husband and his wife's nadarim, in the case of a wife's nadar, where you can remove the nadarim after she vows, after she vows, the Torah gives the kayak the k- to the husband to remove the nadarim. So it's all more certain he's able to remove his wife's future nadarim before she vows. If a regular person, this is a Kabbalah a regular person's vows, after he makes them he can't take away his own vow but he could prevent them from being chal in the future. So then all the more so by a husband to wife where he could remove his wife's nadarim after their chal, he should be able to prevent his wife's nadarim from ever being chal. So if that's the Kabbalah why don't we compare the two? My love, We should assume that the way he blocks his wife's nadarim is similar to the the way that he blocks his own mahu This idea, the kol nidri idea, where you're blocking your Nidarm. You say any nedarim that I'm going to make sure to be chal. That's preventing them from ever taking effect. It's not shot. Then it goes into effect and it's removed. There, of course, the vart is. That it stops it from ever from ever being cow. You're basically you're you're basically saying that my das isn't gonna be a das, and it prevents it from the, the das in the moment from taking effect. So af so too by the wife, that what's this advance? The advance, how far is stopping it from being cow? Because that isn't that really the whole basis. That's the hal kabuchomer. If if you're able by Nidri you're not able to remove, but you can prevent, so so too, so so to the wife. If you're able to remove all the more, so you should be able to prevent. So we should compare them and say, just as by him it's prevention, it's not it Immediately removing them, but rather it's preventing them from ever being chal. So we should say the same thing by how far in advance, how far in advance is preventing it from ever being chal. And for the Gemara, lo, no. it's not necessarily the Pshot. the isa of Haqadi Isa. When it's your own vows, it's preventing it. But when it's your wife's, it's only going to remove it immediately. Lamaisa though, it's still it's still hard because even though they're not exactly the same, Rabbi Lazar is making the Ka'af right? He's just, he's, he's just showing that there's a greater koach to advancing the hafara. The it will work differently here. It will only, it won't stop it from being chal. It will only remove it afterwards. But al kaponim, you see, prev- putting afar from before is easier. But the shaila is al ze gufa. Why don't you learn more from the kavachomer? What's the gemara saying? The gemara is saying really the comparison was just that it's easier to do afar from before. But in a it doesn't prevent. It will only immediately remove. But al gufa nudanim. Why don't you make a kavachomer that you should be made for in advance and prevent it from being chal? Because if you can prevent your own vows from ever taking effect, even though you can't remove them afterwards, then certainly you should be able to prevent your wife. Or your, your wife's vows never taking effect. Why don't why don't we do that? ma you have to say that the whole cases are bad some different. By the wife, it's a kayak hafara, a Hafara by nature perhaps means to remove. So you can remove in advance, that will mean it will go in effect and it will go away. There, the kayak of a person nullifying, preventing his adhar from being chal, he's saying, My das in the future is not a das, so therefore it will never be chal. So by definition, they're different. Ah, if they're gufa, by definition different, so what's the whole? So they're inherently different. So what's the whole mechanism of the Kaaba Homer, though? So you have to say that the, the Gemara is just making a, a general kava homer that stopping something in advance is easier from after, after it's in effect. In Achanami, the mechanism is going to be different. It's a little bit of a, a struggle here in the Gemara because we are comparing an apple and an orange. Again, by aphara, there is epis that requires it to be here, to be removed. That's why we're saying when you're made for an advance, it will be here and then go away. But I still somehow can learn that concept from a person being made for, when a person stopping and preventing their own Adarn from being chal, even though there it's working so differently, it's preventing it. And we know it's different because our eye over there, it's different; it, it prevents it from ever being chal here, it's only going to be made for it. But nonetheless, you're able to see the concept that doing something in advance should be able to be done uh, in a stronger way than removing something already here. So the Kumar tries another proof. And here, the Chachamim are going to turn to Rebbe Lazar and Svar. And now it's going to get a very broad, very Geshemaka Sugya. The Sugya is whether stopping something in advance should be easier than removing it. So, and let's think about our power of a mikvah. If I have slang, which is Tameh, Bikin Tameh, you put it in the mikvah, it becomes dark. That's the din. But what about, what about the halacha? If something is tar, can you go to the mikvah to prevent it from becoming tamay in the future? There's no such halacha. You can't put something in a mikveh to give it a, a koyach tahar of a mikvah that it won't become tamay in the future. There's no such concept. A mikvah is mitahar, that which is currently tamay. But a mikvah doesn't have the power to prevent something from becoming tamay in the future. There's no such power to a mikvah. And... We find by a person, just the opposite. to A person doesn't make something that's tamay into something that's tar. Let's say you swallow a clee that is tamay. A person swallows a ring that is tamay. It doesn't become pure. If you spit it out afterwards or, it, it, or you throw it up afterwards, it still is tamay. So there's no power that something that goes into a human body becomes purified. And nonetheless, what is the halacha? So you're going to guess for sure if you have a ring inside of you and, and that, that there's no way it should block it from becoming Tameh. And what's actually the halacha? The halacha is the opposite. The halacha is that if a person swallows a tar ring and they go into a tent that has a dead body, the halacha is it does prevent the ring from contracting Tumah. So it's, it's a fascinating thing. Compare the mikvah and to the person. A mikvah, if I have something which is tame, it makes it tar. If I have something which is tar, it goes in the mikvah. It doesn't prevent it in the future from becoming tar, From, from contracting Tumah. By a person, it's not just the opposite. Something which is tummy that goes into a person's body. It's not like a mikvah. It doesn't, it's not a, or a, or ring, a tummy ring. But if I have the opposite, if I have a tar ring inside of a person and the person inside of the Maze, what's the halacha? It doesn't contract them up. So, so what do I see? It's like in a whole thing. It's like the whole thing is an apple and an orange. Rabbi are are saying, you can never compare the halachas. And what's the issue? A mikvah is capable of removing tummah and a person's body is capable only in preventing tummah. And you can't compare and contrast them. Sometimes there are kachas that prevent things and sometimes there are kachas that remove things. A mikvah's kayak is not in preventing. A mikvah's kayach is only to remove. And a person's kayak is only to prevent, not to remove. So they're just inherently different. That's what the... That's what the Chachamim are pointing out to Rabbi Lazar. So what are they saying? So to here. Maybe Hafara the whole kayak is only to remove but not to prevent. So you can't make a Kaaba if you could remove for sure you could prevent. So Shma'min we see from this Rabbi Lazar was using his Ka'vachomer to say that it wasn't Kha. Why? Because the Rabbanan are countering Rabbi Lazar. With other places in, 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 in halacha where something it prevents something from taking, taking effect, like when you swallow a tar ring and then you're in all amaze, it prevents it from becoming tameh. The rabbanan are saying, so too that proves that maybe over here, if the husband is being made for an advance, it's not going to prevent. So clearly you see that the, the, the discussion was about prevention and not, whether about, not about whether it will uh, ever immediately remove it.